This is the Light Goddess Podcast, and I am your host, Jude Hotep, the Goddess Coach. If you are here, it means that you are a divine feminine entrepreneur, and come hell or high water, you will root more love into this world. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Sacred Vibe Saturday on the Light Goddess Podcast. I am Jude Hotep, the Goddess Astrologer and Life Coach. This episode of Sacred Vibe Saturday is called Goddess Ishtar and the Beginnings of Astrology. I have a great episode to share with you today. Really excited about that. Um, I hope the sound quality is okay because I cannot breathe out of my nose. So we'll see. Um, My lymph nodes are so jacked right now. Um, before we get into this amazing episode, I think this is going to be profound and helpful for you. I'm going to let you know that I coach spiritual female preneurs on divine feminine financial healing. Light Goddess is my one-to-one coaching program where we work together. I do astrological life coaching to help you overcome distorted money beliefs and patterns to heal financial wounds and trauma, restoring your innate self-worth so you can run your business on your divine feminine intuition. You can get into a goddess call with me at lifecoachjude.com. And you can also book an, an, an astrology consultation there as well by clicking the green button at the top of the page. And we will go over your chart, look for where you have challenges, questions, really finding the strength and the power and who you are and what you're meant to do in this world. And um, you can do that there. So let's get into this episode. Ishtar... I've really been called Ishtar for a long time, and I kept researching her, and it just wasn't really clicking, and so then time would pass, and I'd research her again, and she's like, ah, because the thing about the stories is that there's so many of the goddess stories are co-opted, they're changed, they're altered, they have a patriarchal spin, or seen, or written through a patriarchal lens, and so it's some digging to really find the truth and the true stories of many of the goddesses. And, uh, and so, you know, Ishtar is the Babylonian word for star. Goddess Ishtar worshipped, was worshipped as queen of heaven. The divine feminine has only been repressed within humanity. The dark night of the soul, that humanity is journeying through the dark wooded night currently, is asking for humanity to shed the shadow and heal the wounds and end the patriarchy and malignant masculinity that has been considered normal. And I've been talking recently about how patriarchy is dead, and definitely energetically, and we only need to really own that within ourselves and really believe that is true and act as if that is true and go into the world in that way. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be certain obstacles or blocks or things you're going to see or that we or that each person still does not need to dismantle that within their own psyche and everyone's somewhere on that spectrum and some people might never do that um but you know while there are new world servers um it's kind of the esoteric version of light workers you know it's kind of the spiritual version or sacred activists you know, it's all the same thing that, that do have a soul intention. And that's you, light goddess, of infiltrating 
you know, some of the New World servers, light workers, and sacred activists do have a sole intention of infiltrating and working with large organizations, the bigger systems of government, of agriculture, and education, and so on. We only heal, you know, this is true, that some people, that is their mission to work within those systems. But even so, we only heal the dominance culture and move into partnership models of society and living through our own internal work with our divine feminine and living your divine feminine truth, living resourced from your own power within fully connected with your soul, your journey and your soul intention for your life. So Babylonia was formed in 1600 before common era And the status of women eroded, but for a time, goddess was still worshipped. The zodiac belt was called the girdle of Ishtar. Babylonians carved statues of her, placing a crescent upon her head, the symbol for the goddess, one of the many, and rubies in her eyes. Rubies denote the divine feminine. And rubies are symbolic of the goddess for this reason. Goddess Ishtar had many, many names, such as Light of the World and She Who Directs the Oracles. She was revered for her, you know, she was in, it was in reverence that her Babylonian citizens, um, in reverence for her, that they built shrines to her in their homes. Ishtar was named for Venus, but in, in, in Babylonian language, she was Venus was called Masat. And goddess Ishtar was believed to have descended from Venus. And there's many channelers that say that Venus is said to have an alien race, or at one time to have had, and that they were built upon divine love and had a partnership model of society and unity between divine feminine and masculine. So it's really, really fascinating, right? And during this time period, priestesses gave oracular information to the people. Ishtar and goddess worship was intrinsic to the spiritual beliefs of Babylonia, essential to their day-to-day life and connection to spirit. Even still, the names the Babylonians gave the planet show the patriarchal domination beginning to set into the region after thousands of years where the moon was worshipped as the great mother and the source of fertility. The moon, she moves the tides and was responsible for women's menstruation timing before we, we began using artificial light and no longer slept underneath the light of the moon. Our body is no longer having that intrinsic connection. Our soul in body temple on earth connected to the moon and therefore to our universe and spirit so relationally and viscerally i have often heard male astrologers say the moon is just a dead piece of terrain a break off from another body only illuminated because the sun gives her light to the contrary she takes the light of spirit of the world and shines it upon all under her care she signals bird and animal migrations essential to their navigation She affects our sleep and emotions. I heard one male astrologer say once that if you follow the moon, 
lunar lunacy that you'll go crazy and yet if you follow all things in the sky and use an encompassing approach it is holistic and healthy and following the moon is deeply feminine and it matches with our cycles except for again the artificial light and no longer sleeping underneath the moon but following the moon helps you understand why you might feel scattered with too many ideas channeling through gemini moon or feel like getting cozy and cuddling with your dog taurus moon or feel overloaded by details and hyper aware virgo moon or feel reserved and enjoy steadily getting getting tasks done capricorn moon and so forth and so it's amazing to follow the moon it is important to know your own natal moon so you know how your emotions work what you tend towards when you are emotionally overwhelmed and if that serves your life as it typically can hinder more than help it is important to know how you can activate other planets in your chart when you feel overwhelmed to help you move through emotions following the moon pre-electricity our ancestors the women gathered into the woods or wilderness together at the time of the new moon the time of bleeding to vision for their people to take time for renewal and replenishment allowing their energies to revive for creation whether child or passion there it's really interesting if you take the time away from your partner sleep in another room during your moon during your bleeding it can be really powerful for your relationship and it can really help them understand things in it and it's very osmosis it's very um intuitive that it comes to them to really understand and it's a time for you to go within and be with you it's really magical um it has affected women and relationships very profoundly that have tried this so you might consider that if you're in a relationship the babylonian zodiac was originally divined into divided into 28 sections of the lunar month as were the earlier zodiacs of india and china based upon the phases of the moon this was maintained until 700 to 600 before common era when the 12 section solar zodiac were introduced it has always been the case that change in powers are disseminated through the media of the times whether through great poems such as the case with this with this time it was the case with the epic of gilgamesh which was divided into 12 cantos representing the replaced zodiac or in other times through theater or in modern times through movies television and so-called news and so with the epic of gilgamesh disseminating this new paradigm of the 12 solar you know section solar zodiac this is you know what what rolled out and this is the indirect way you know programming and and really implementing disseminating the new programs the new um the new my brain is not working very well with this cold but um you know disseminating information and um you know it's it's the indirect way that powers usurp the prevailing systems through programming brainwashing you know putting the new program in place and this was how in this area of the world they made deities 
male the you know the male deities usurped the great goddess and patriarchy along with male supremacy and it became not only worshipped but legitimized babylonia and and you know it's not that i think sometimes we think things are bad or good it doesn't serve us to be in that polarity but it's really important to understand our history as women because if you don't know where you come from you don't know who you are know thyself is so important it's one of the tenets in light goddess and and you know it's kind of like i don't know about you but i i grew up learning how to read a map to travel and i started traveling across states at 16 years old and and then eventually gps came in and you know, I haven't really looked at a real map much in the last decade or so. And so, and so, you know, sometimes you get directions though, cause the GPS doesn't work or, or whatever the case may be. And somebody's like, well, go yonder past the viaduct and then you'll see a turn. And it's like, yeah, which one, like the first one, the 27th one. And you, you try to follow and it's like, nope, that, that was not, that did not get me anywhere. Or you ask a cop in downtown Chicago for directions to the train station and they give you a underground parking garage. Never ask for directions in Chicago. Um, and the taxis will not help you either. <laughs> and, um, you know, and sometimes, like, I was looking at this map recently and it was saying to, to take... I, I can't remember the way it was phrased, but it was something about, like, you know, you'll see the road or the dirt road will begin. But the point of what I'm saying is that you have to know where you're starting and the way that they gave these directions, they were just written directions. It wasn't clear about which direction that I would be coming from if I was going to take these directions. You know what I mean? So it's like, first, I need to know where they think you're coming from (laughs) to know if I'm going the right way on the street or if I'm going to drive 40 miles in the wrong direction, right? And so it's so important as women, since our history has been taken out of history, since our history has been systematically removed, hidden, changed, co-opted, um, you know, so like Hatshepsut, for example, she was an Egyptian pharaoh, one of the few Egyptian pharaohs, and she had a very diplomatic, peaceful, um, very, um, you know, everyone prospered during her reign time. And then she was, when she when her reign was done, they erased, there's very few remnants of her. And I believe they're in one of the museums in New York, but at least they were, but there's very few remnants of her because they tried to wipe her out of history, destroy all her statues, destroy every trace of her. And this is just so common across history. And we know that, you know, when people try to take control, they first take your connection to spirit. They take what connects your soul and keeps you connected to your power so this is so important to understand babylonian was babylonia was taken over by the chaldeans and they destroyed one of the great libraries housing thousands of astrological cuneiform texts pliny a roman said over 600 years later that he that that the study of the heavens was traditionally the business of women and during the ancient times of babylonia chaldea Greece and Rome, astrological knowledge was held in its highest esteem, and women were its priestesses and practitioners. It is interesting how the Buddha tried to say that it wasn't 
how the Buddha said, rather, how the Buddha said that it wasn't divine for women to practice Buddhism. And it was his sister that worked really diligently and persistently to change that and help to change this absurdity. In yoga, you know, it's not even a very old asana, at least, it's not a very old practice. In yoga, you know, it was men originally who practiced um, yoga, whereas in the U.S., it's most, you know, it's very feminine, it's a very female majority practice but it was it was men who originally practiced yoga and women were not allowed and then when that changed they were told that it was unhealthy to do yoga during their bleeding time another absurdity to repress women you know what is our history do you read women's encyclopedias and study the women that did amazing work and made change throughout our history we must come to know our history as women to know ourselves as women and to know where to go it is imperative to preserve and bring forward the truth of our history and life to disown half of what has transpired and half of who we are as humanity this is what has created the continued destruction of our home goddess earth of our waterways water being this being symbolic of the goddess of our air and land and ourselves it is why humanity has repressed their emotions the moon feminine renamed by in babylonia as patriarchy was setting in renamed the the babylonian word for sin once patriarchy was was taking hold and our emotions create our actions our emotions drive and motivate us and if they are subconscious and of the shadow then they are serving our highest expression of our heart you know are they serving our highest expression of our heart and our soul intentions, if they're motivated by the subconscious, if they're motivated by the shadow. That's why it's so important to work with your emotions to gain emotional mastery. And it takes that journey. It takes that time. Our historical records show that the priestess were, the priestesses were consulted for oracular information in political and military matters. It was understood at that time that these women were in direct communication with spirit who possessed the wisdom of the cosmos. Goddess Ishtar was called the goddess of the goddesses. She is a sacred representation of our history as women and one that we can embody and carry forward within ourselves. The feminine is within each human as it is not gender exclusive and yet it is women that are the hinge pin to big changes and reformats of society and culture and so it is the vitality of humanity that we impact when we stand in our power and own our choice as women it is easy to compromise yourself your values and your very soul due to ego desires but also due to heart desires for partnership for friendship and community for money for survival crucial it is to know thyself and what motivates you and drives your actions and connections what is the motivating factor for you? We can only trust ourselves. I know this is a bold statement, but I don't believe in trusting other people. You can trust that people will act out their beliefs. And so if they are not managing and choosing consciously their beliefs, who knows what they are playing out in their life and how conscious they are to it. Ourselves too. You can be sure that you will act out your beliefs. And this is why this work in light goddess mines up from the depths your beliefs so you can choose them for yourself rather than letting cultural conditioning, family training, 
and programming to determine your beliefs, which is the case for the majority of the world. The world is waking up, however, and more and more people are choosing to be motivated by love, love for self first and then for other in the world. The great awakening en masse has been rolling out and we are all there in whatever way our soul is willing to wake up and purge our psyche of that which does not serve a higher truth and heart-centered living. Living based on the patriarchy and industrial age concepts of work projected and espoused everywhere, but on your own definition of work, that is the work of your soul. Not work to make money to survive and get things, but work that keeps you sacred, work that is playful, and work that is motivated by love rather than survival. Where in your work and business right now are you motivated by survival? This is part of financial healing to weed these motives out and rewire in new motivations and new definitions. We can trust that people, including ourselves, will play out our subconscious patterns and our shadow, which is why this work is so life-transforming, to no longer be puppeted around by your own shadow and subconscious patterns that we so often can't name. We just know the symptoms and the unhappiness in our lives. What we want to change and transcend. If you want that change in a different life, and a different you in 2022 schedule a goddess call with me at lifecoachdude.com and if you want to understand yourself and who you are at the level of soul go there and click the green button at the top of the page to book an astrology consultation how can you being the light of the world goddess ishtar how can you bring her forward in your being you are being called to understand your power and to be resourced from within to no longer give your authority to some something external whether it is a doctor an educator or a politician or a police officer or your partner or your friends or your family or mother your father your divine feminine truth and connection to spirit sourced from within need be your only true authority own the power of your energy and your time and your attention and your choice i'm sending you so much love and i mentioned that some changes to light goddess i'll be doing the sun sign horoscopes for monday and i'm going to take a couple weeks off of the six days a week and we'll be back and i'll let you know about that coming up and there is lots of goodness for you in the activate your goddess facebook group the sisterhood of the light goddess there and you are always welcome to be in touch through Facebook Messenger. I'm there and I'm looking forward to talking with you and connecting with you on Monday's episode. I'm sending you so much love and I'll talk to you then. Hey goddesses, this has been the Light Goddess Podcast. I am your host Jude Hotep, the Goddess Coach. And if you would like to apply for the Light Goddess program that is all over at lifecoachjude.com, click the button and we will talk. If you'd like a free guide on how to connect to your sacred feminine and make more money, that is over at lifecoachjude.com.